From CBS News Bay Area, this is the Afternoon Edition. Crisis comes. Right now on the Afternoon Edition, gathered in a new place, churchgoers at the East Bay's oldest black church come together hours after a fire tore through their own house of worship. And this is what stands right now at the site of the First American Methodist Episcopal Church in Oakland. You can see how badly burned that roof is right there and firefighters still on the scene hours later. Very tough morning in Oakland. Good afternoon. I'm Ryan Yamamoto. I'm Amanda Starantino. So here's what we know. A three-alarm fire tore through that Oakland church that dates back to the 19th century. The fire sent flames and smoke high into the night sky. It broke out around 10.45 p.m. last night at the church on Telegraph Avenue on the north side of town. As that fire raged, about 60 firefighters took up defensive positions, pouring water onto the blaze from several ladder trucks. Today, the church's pastor commented on this huge loss. We are devastated, um, as you can imagine. Fame Oakland is the oldest historical black church in the East Bay. We moved to that location in 1954. We've served this community over 160 years. The leadership of the African Methodist Episcopal Church is standing with us. Early signs point to the fire starting in or near an entryway. The building is the East Bay's oldest black church facility. It originally housed the Shiloh AME Church starting in 1858. And PG&E says power could be coming back on any minute for thousands of customers. This is a live look at the outage map. That large red area showing the more than 10,000 homes and businesses still without power. This all started yesterday afternoon with a fire at a PG&E substation near the intersection of 50th Avenue and Coliseum Way. At the peak of the outage, more than 54,000 customers were out of power and even cut off power to the Oakland airport, causing security delays. The kiosk wasn't working, so no one can get their tickets to put the ticket on their baggage or get their card, you know, their boarding card. And everybody was just like awaiting. We were just waiting. So, and then the conveyor belt wasn't working. PG&E says about 6,500 customers will be without power for another couple of hours. Okay, let's get the first alert meteorologist, Jessica Burchant. Can I just say this was one of the nicest weekends we've had in quite some time. I know. If only it would last into this work week, Ryan. Take a look at this. Daytime highs today are pleasant, actually. Currently, we're sitting in the 60s and 50s throughout the Bay Area. Later this afternoon, as we take a look at some local towns around the Bay Area, we're expected to hit the 70s just in Santa Rosa, upper 60s for our friends in San Jose, 64 for our afternoon daytime high in San Francisco. So mild and warm across the board with nice light winds. But that's going to change as we head into our forecast tomorrow. We have a big storm sweeping its way in as we wrap up this week. And it starts tomorrow bringing in gusty conditions. Taking a look at this afternoon, Wednesday light into the evening hours tonight. But look at tomorrow morning. This is what we're waking up to. Just around 1030, we're already dealing with 30 mile per hour winds. That's okay. It's manageable. But once we extend into the evening, now it's up to 50 mile per hour winds just near Novato and even along the peninsula. So we'll have more on that in a bit and why that's happening. But for now, over to you. All right, Jess, we'll talk to you more later. In a developing story, President Biden made an unannounced visit today to Kyiv, where he met with Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky. Mr. Biden spent about six hours in Ukraine's capital. U.S. officials say Russia was notified about the trip a few hours before the president arrived, but the specific movements of the American president were kept secret. While in Kyiv, he noted the approaching one-year mark of the Russian invasion and how Ukraine has fought back.
One year later, Kyiv stands, and Ukraine stands, democracy stands, the Americans stand with you, and the world stands with you. The president also announced an additional military aid package of about half a billion dollars. Later, he headed to Poland to meet with Eastern European leaders about supporting Ukraine. Ryan. Well, this morning, well wishes are pouring in for former President Jimmy Carter, the 98-year-old now in hospice care in Georgia. Carter is spending his remaining time at his home in the city of Plains, Georgia, and people are showing up at the Carter Center in Atlanta to reflect on his life. The headquarters of his National Historical Park in Plains, Georgia, has also seen an influx of visitors, and yesterday, people fondly remember how Carter taught Sunday school. For year. You would have over 500 visitors here that sometimes would spend up to 48 hours in this parking lot waiting just for an opportunity to see him teach. Carter and his wife Rosalind have been married for more than 75 years. They are the longest married presidential couple in American history. And Carter is probably best known for his work with Habitat for Humanity after his time in office. And that work had a direct impact on families right here in the Bay Area. Our cameras were there when he came to Oakland with his wife, Rosalind, in 2013. They were here working on affordable housing and a development for low-income families. Da Lim went back to that Oakland complex to talk with a family who worked right alongside with him. So this is my room, and the president worked in this room, and he put this part the window. Homeowner Adelpha Zavala still remembers the one hour she spent building her home with the president. I hold this part and he's uh, pull it up with the school right here. It was in October 2013. They were constructing the windowsill. Here he is measuring and cutting the wood. Adelpha says she was really nervous and excited at the same time. It was her first time meeting someone so powerful and famous. And I say, wow, my God, I can't believe the president was in my house. We interviewed her and the president back in 2013. Thank you very much. It's going to be wonderful apartments uh, at, a fairly, at a fairly modest uh, cost at least for this area. What impressed Adelpha was how the president dedicated his time to the job. He wasn't here for a photo op. Most the uh, people take photos and everything, but he's in focus and, and work. It's hard to measure both Jimmy Carter and Rosalind Carter's um, contributions to Habitat. Janice Jensen, president and CEO of Habitat for Humanity East Bay, Silicon Valley, was also working with the Carter family that day. The family has been a partner, supporter, and volunteer of Habitat for about 40 years. I'm very sad that he will be leaving us, but what he's leaving us with is a lifetime of goodness. And I think that it's up to us then to take that goodness and go spread it around in the world a little bit. The Carter family can see how uh, we take care and we appreciate uh, this gift because I say my house is a gift. And you can find this story at kpix.com. We will be closely following the latest developments from Georgia on air and online.